I am actually sitting down this time, so not not lying down, not just woke up a minute. I have woke up for at least three hours. So today's podcast will be way too juicy and exciting. Most of these ideas are just really intuitional. It's just a bunch of random thoughts I have that this that is mainly for podcasts because podcast releases all the energy, right? So I hope this is not confusing to you guys. Just ready to handle if you're not able to handle this kind of stupidity or teoriness. I don't know, probably just skip a bit. (laughs) So at first, I'm going to talk about a premise. If you have not heard of a premise, a premise is an idea or a theory that let me pull out Cambridge Dictionary, an idea or theory on which a statement or action is based. So a a premise is normally a term for storytelling or communicating with other people to help you communicate. But mainly I want to talk about how this can affect you as a teenager, which I have just learned through reading a book from John, John something. Oh shit. John, John Trippy. I hope you're right. I hope it's right. Um, The story that the book is called, I don't know, Anatomy of Storytelling or something like that. It's searching out on Google. It's, I've read for like 20 pages because I'm a slow reader and it's fire. And uh, the first few chapters, he talks about a premise. I feel like premise is so underrated for to yours, everyone. And it's so silent on the internet that, that is so, because it's so helpful and it's too much quality. I don't know if everyone's aware of it, but I can say that most of us as teenagers, it's not aware of it because we learn now we mainly learn stuff based on the internet and I don't have not seen someone's talking about the premise. I don't know what happened because whenever I learned at a time where I learned about premise, I suddenly t- watch a Casey Neistat video and he, if you haven't know, Casey Neistat was just got a, a, a role in Project Power, which is a Netflix show. And he suddenly talk, talk about a premise, the premise of the movie. Uh, I, I don't know what happened. It's probably a butterfly effects. It's probably deja vu, but it's, it's such a coincidence because it's just before that I have not heard of the word premise and nobody have talked about it. After unfeel, I have read this book and this got me thinking a lot about deja vu, um, intuition. I'm going to talk about that in just a few minutes, but let's get back to the premise. If you have a premise for your TikTok specifically, because most of us make TikToks or Instagram, any type of content that communicates towards humans would need a premise. Most of us don't actually use premise, but we might have, we might actually unironically have a premise, but let's move out of the way. If you want to make a TikTok about you treating a cat, which is a very basic idea, that will be the premise of the whole TikTok. You finding a cat and chasing it and just, and the cat becomes your friend, a best friend. Well, having that a premise gives you is a guide. A premise is a guide you created, but it guides you. I, it just doesn't make sense to me because how can you create something that eventually like freaking ache out of the, like it's like a, like an ache and it spawned out all the ideas, but you have created it. It's just like having a baby, man. <laughs> okay. So if the premise of your TikTok is I chase a cat, the cat becomes my best friend. And when you want to, it's just an idea, you wrote it down and soon enough, you want to you want to start filming it while you're filming or you want to film it you have to think about a scene think about the dialogues think about this and that and many other variables and that 
that somehow just manifested all the ideas just from a simple sentence on paper. Why do I sound like a Brit today? I don't know. But just please, if you have a premise, don't tell it. No, don't feed. Don't feed your premise away. Just tell it. Does it does that brings you to shower thinking? I tweet me at Twitter at Popey if you think that I've shower thought at you. But basically, if you have a premise, don't ever just feed it out because the premise is not some, what the audience see. The audience just feel it. The premise is what we connect as a human to communicate, to, to understand. If you just tell at the beginning of TikTok that you're going to, you're, you're, there's a cat and you become the best friends with the cat somehow. Okay, let's just create a freaking scenario, okay? A cat, a r random cat from the street. You saw him, and, but the cat ran at you and he pees on you. And then you chase the cat because you're mad. But then somehow you, you, you fall in love with the cat and you guys become best friends. What you can do in that TikTok is to just show it and just show it slowly and in detail. Just in detail. The details actually helps a story gets longer or shorter, if you get what I mean. But for TikTok, you can have as much as five scenes in a 15 second video. So three seconds each scene telling a different story each time, a different a story within a story. And that will definitely engage your audience because a premise is what we connect, right? And this is not written down in that book that I just read for 20 page. It's just an, an intuition or an idea or theory from myself. So take it as a idea or a theory and figure it out yourself. And basically this podcast has, I have not mastered premise. I hope I, I'm actually trying to practice it a little bit, but I'm feel, I feel like I'm telling everyone what's, what's up, which I'm actually doing right now, rather than just having you to emotionally think of it, which brings me to how movies or a story should work. And the only way that someone would actually connect to your idea or a story is to have them react rather than just listening. If you have okay, such so, so a boxing, a boxing ring, someone boxing in front of the screen and you're watching them box and trying to kill each other. What, why, why would that work? Why would people watch boxing? Do they want to learn how to box? They think it's entertaining. Why would they think it's entertaining? It's because you know, it's, there's many variables that connects and make them entertaining. But basically you reacted, you reacted emotionally inside you, not like in the facial expression way, but you have reacted to it and you feel something. And that's, that's a way to not feed your premise all the way, but just tell it, tell it slowly, not slowly, but in details. But don't think that all ideas are stupid or all ideas are just, you know, dumb. Of course they have bad ideas, but a bad ideas is an idea that not every humans can relate to. It's just even, this is not even a good idea, but a good, a premise is which Every humans can relate to it. It doesn't matter if uh, where where you're from. It doesn't matter what language you speak. But it's what humans can naturally, you know, feed into. But if you have, if you can ever think of an idea, it's an idea of often often human of a human. Which what which is why an idea from you, it's an idea worth. You just have to find a way to tell it in probably a language, a different language, a different way of storytelling, a different structure, a different 
many other variables that can be involved in a good idea because an idea is an idea. An idea is not good until that it is executed. So next time you if you have an idea, recommend you to just note it down. I've noted all of it down. Note it down and think. And ask yourself, having a conversation with yourself in your mind is, is amazing. But it never always sounds good when it's out, when it's executed, because the execution needs to be another story. That's, just, that's not just for yourself, which is for the viewers, the listeners who are listening to it. At the end of the day, a premise is a premise, and there's no best version of it. It never gets better. It's just how you execute it, as I said. There's another principle that I've read from the book from John Trippi, Trippi, which is to have a designing principle, which is a designing principle only, what this is what he said, it's only, only good stories has a designing principle. So a designing principle is a way of telling the story, not like the structure, but a way of telling a story that's from a genre, such as like boxing or gaming or some kind of family show because every story has been told every idea has been told has been told but what you can do to make it different or unique it has so many so much variables that it is in it that you can eventually make it better or unique to you which is why having designing principle is basically helping you to which is making the story mix and match get what i mean you can have a boxing boxing story and you can have a cat involved in the boxing story. And you can probably have a chair involved in the boxing story. But you just have to design us the structure, the principle of the whole story to make it a uniquely good story. Let me get even an example from from John 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 Trippi from the book Storytelling. He keep using this example from this novel and a film called The Godfather. Let me bring you an example of a premise and a designing principle more context anyway i can't i can't find godfather but i found um another film called tootsie and the premise of it is when an actor can't get at work he disguises himself as a woman and gets a role in a tv series only to fall in love with one of the female members of the cast that's the premise of tootsie but a designing principle of it is to force a cop to visit ah oh, fuck this man i don't want to read this thing <laughs> To live as a woman, to to forge a man, um, basically a designing principle is is like who's the driver of the of the story? It's like the drive, the cue to finish telling the story. The driver can be a, a fast driver, a safe driver, a lane cutter, a rich a rich driver, any driver. It's just how you design the driver and your and the story that uses the right driver. I don't know if that makes sense. Maybe it probably makes sense, right? But I hope you get something from that. I recommend you to just read the book because I am not a good explainer at all. I just feed you a freaking premise of my idea. That's so dumb. But I hope that you don't get discouraged of any idea. The execution is all that matters, but sometimes the execution might not be good because it's meant to not be good. And you can just keep on writing. Jesus, what am I writing? Creativity feels it, but it's pricey. I don't know. I just let I just, you I figure that out. <laughs> I wrote this like a few days ago. So at school specifically, creativ creativity feels it, but it's pricey. Let's figure this out. One half, Craig K from school wrote, 
This is like an actual premise, man. I can write so well. I got me thinking, bro. Oh, creativity feels a premise, but it's pricey. So basically, a a premise is filled by a creative person, but it's like it's like a gas. It's like gas. The gas can be expensive as, at times, and it can be cheap. So I am treating creativity creativity as like the car. Yep, creativity is, is, the, is the gas, but premise, premise is the car. Premise is the car. A premise is the car of, of creativity, creativity, which is the feel of premise. And it can go up and down sometimes. You can't be creative all the time, not even the most creative person, but it feeds on how creative you are on designing the premise. So if you have a good gas, uh, I don't know, some kind of mixture, Formula One, I don't know how this gas works, but if you can design or feed the car, feed the premise with the right creative idea, it will be a good story. And, not, and after that, it just depends on your execution, which is when you create, when you shoot it, and how does it look like on a video? I will keep you thinking about, about that. I'll move on to Deja Vu, which is not a glitch. I, I feel like many people think that Deja Vu is a glitch in life. Like how can you randomly know that something's gonna happen? But most of us, I think, we don't believe them or we for, forget about them. But when, when we lived it, it became, it became like, like, hey, haven't I saw that before? But first we have to get it. We have to talk about intuition first before deja vu because it's related and before knowing into about intuition you have to know about this new term that i just found it's called the hierarchy of competence let me show you this model it's, you can search on google right now hierarchy 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 of competence i don't know how, okay so h-i-e-r-a-r-c-h-y of competence and you will find this chart like a pyramid chart a triangle chart where it sits at the lowest which is the first stage you go through an unconscious incompetence which is which is like a not so sure intuition let me give you a better example i found this circle one way better so you start with gathering knowledge on a specific topic and you are in a kind of like i don't know what's up you know kind of time you're unaware of the skill and your lack of proficiency and then you go to conscious incompetence where you are aware of the skill but you're not perfected at it which i think is my problem right now with podcast and everything and then if you keep working on you get into a stage where you're where, where you have where you can might have a you know kind of a balanced intuition it can be true it can be right it's half half but you're able to use a skill but only with effort and then you move to an unconscious intuition or competence and perform skills as if it's like anything like if it's walking such as when you when you play basketball um you might not always have the right swing for your three pointers but you get you get a feel and that's that's a stage of conscious competence because you you have probably true many shots many three pointers 
but you have not like always get it. But if you put in the work, you put it the aim, put in the focus, it might get a hoop. But if you keep working on it, if you keep hooping, 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 or probably a, a, I forgot, I haven't played basketball for a long time. But if you keep practicing, you can get into a stage where you're, con you're unconsciously predicting or just having the right skill, just understanding everything and be perfected at it. So let's get back into deja vu. I think we have been experiencing deja vu from our stuff, the star of our lives. And it's, it's probably bothering us, but we have, we have probably as a teenager have enough, have a specific experience. If we are working on our, you know, intuition, when, when, when we are giving our intuition a chance, we can probably be unconscious, a conscious incompetence, but you are aware that you can do this, but you're not good at believing it but if you keep believe if you keep believing it you keep not like not like in a delusional way which i'm going to talk about later which is a delusional type of optimism because i think that the premise of an intuition is optimism because you believe in your guts you you pull out you because it it doesn't make sense that a lot of intuition and intuition sometimes can bring you to bad things, which you want to avoid because logically you will not want that. And even for now, even if I have, even if I have this theory that, you know, I should probably follow my intuition, even though it's bad, regardless, I will still consciously like think twice about it. It's like a conscious incompetence. I'm in the conscious incompetence stage right now. If you, if you just have to believe in it. I think it's enough to like practice the intuition skill because a lot of time we think that I think that intuition is quite accurate to me. It can be different based on genetics and other stuff and other variables because not everyone's intuition is correct. But I think I have quite a good sense of intuition and believing in it. So I would consider myself in between the conscious competence actually or actually not like between unconscious incompetence and conscious competence and bringing me to the next point through my experience of experiencing intuition i think that fate exists wait let me pull out the actual definition of fate because i i wrote this in school and i have i have no dictionary and it's completely intuitional and stupid fate definition the the, the development of events outside a person's control regarded as a predetermined by a supernatural power. So basically your life is written down and it only goes one way. Mm, I think that it exists. And I will probably change my mind sometime in the future because what I'm saying now is not related to what I'm saying in the next four years. But now I think that if fate, if fate doesn't exist, I don't think time will go forward. There's like, there's like no guide for time to move on. There's no material or some kind of substance that help time move forward. And if that's the thing, then time travel will be possible. Everyone can run around time, but I don't think time travel is possible. Even, even if, even if in our, even if, if our technology is not capable of it, which I think it will be in some time in a very, very modern 
time, but we have already left this kind of this universe or something. For now, if there's time traveling, people will be coming to our time and I don't know, be a spy, but not every, because if, if time travel is a thing, people will abuse it. It's just how humans work, work. But I don't know how would modern society help that in the way, way, way future. But for now, let's say that fate is real and you only can go one path. And if you try to not listen to it, it will probably punish you in a karma way. I think that's called butterfly effects, which one small, which is the definition of butterfly effects is one small thing will have a, will have a huge impact in the whole universe. Makes sense in a way, but oh my God, this is very complex, dude. I can't speak on this. Take this, take all of this as a theory, okay? The only way that you can break fate, I think is probably true deja vu. And I think deja vu exists because fate allows luck. And if luck is too much, they will try to balance it through positive or negative ways. And I think that's called karma. Using that, we can we are either punished or rewarded. But if you have, but if you have a deja vu through your dream or through, yeah, mostly I think deja vu happens to your dream. I'm so stupid. I have to search up deja vu. Meaning, basically, I think it's a word from another language. I think it's French, which is already seen. Deja vu, a feeling of having already experienced the present situation. One, one thing, it can be one or the other way, which is number one, it can be you being delusional and thinking that you have experienced it. And that's because you're probably too optimistic, too op optimistic and that's not a good thing. I'm going to talk about practical optimism sometime later but i think if you do not follow or believe in the guts depending on the reward that the intuition can bring you regarding to that um i think it if you don't follow it it either punish you or reward you i don't think it would um, can i think it always reward you i think the intuition actually rewards you either ways because i think it's the only real balance if you have predicted that you can win a lottery, but you deny the fact, man, it's all about decision, man. Because decisions is, is basically is cho choosing either one of the one of the options and experiencing it in just one way. So you can actually, yeah, you can either reward or punish you. But I think listening, like feeling your intuition, practicing it would be essential not in a delusional way but in a really unconscious way because if you think of having an intuition it's basically you consciously thinking of it and which is somehow not true which brings me to don't believe your your don't believe it don't believe deja vu just listen to it makes sense so complex but i don't understand right now what i'm writing a few days ago but it's mainly to get me thinking so that i can bring you in a journey to think with me as well but deja vu don't if you listen to Deja Vu, you're basically putting all the cards in to execute straight up because it might just tell you half of the story. If you're not good at believing your sense, your third sense, seventh sense, believing is like pulling all your money in and investing all of it and either losing it or getting it. And taking risks is 
I don't know. This is kind of like a tricky topic, but I'll move that into like the few next episodes, probably in the next one. But no, I actually rather just listen to it. If when I'm dreaming, it tells me that I can become a YouTuber in the next four years, I would rather just listen to it, but not like, okay, I'm definitely going to be that. And I'm just going to slack around, go to school and flex on my friends. I would not try to believe it. Right, just if, yeah, because if you just believe it, the uh, the butterfly effects might occur and it will ruin everything. Your fate is now rewritten, rewritten, based on your current your manipulation towards fate. But fate allows deja vu. Uh, doesn't even make sense because everything doesn't. Everything happens for a reason. So I I don't know why why fate allows deja vu, <clears throat> but. On a serious note, if you are experiencing a lot of deja vu, I recommend you just, I don't know, it kind of felt kind of, kind of, kind of scary. Cause it, can be, it can be like a different mood of horror for experiencing deja vu constantly. But let's say that you are experiencing deja vu in a way that's violent and it actually happened. You should probably start practicing your sense more and try to think outside the box and just listen to it. Just listen, don't put it, don't fully believe it. You can probably, you, you probably have a dream last night that your teacher is gonna kill you because you're, you didn't finish your math homework. But, and it probably happened. You probably, you, you, you probably have not finished your homework and you, your, your teacher wanna kill you. But your teacher somehow actually punish you in a less violent way. That's, that's my point on not, going all in to, towards believing deja vu but it's just a theory and it's just for the sake of entertainment <laughs> i don't think there's no education involved in this there's no studies involved in this so don't even take this advice at all but at the end have a balance of everything and know that everything happens for a reason believing in guts is one way to move through a situation where you are how you're trying to make a decision that's difficult and complex. Speaking of making decisions, optimism and pessimism is really involved in this. So uh, what got me thinking of optimism is after listening to a video from Sneeko, I think it's his second channel or something, he talks about, let me pull out the video and just, I have, I've watched this video long, a few days ago, I forgot if it's from his main channel. I recommend you watch it. I personally think Sneeko, I like him. I like Sneeko. I like his, I respect his ideas, but in a opinion wise, and it doesn't matter. My opinion doesn't matter. Is that Sneeko is quite a pessimistic person. Uh, okay. I think it says how people view you, right? There's something off about Los Angeles. So this is uh, his second channel. It's called Sneeko, Sneeko with a H. And he basically talked that it's basically the, the premise of it is Ignorance is a bliss. Let me pull out the definition of ignorance is a bliss. So the meaning of this is if one is, aware, if one is unaware of an unpleasant effect or situation, one cannot be troubled by it. So basically, if you don't think about it, it won't affect you. And therefore it's either a good thing or a bad thing. But if you don't care, it brings less stress up from you. And you're basically trading your consciousness for a happy life is that is that worth it i don't know it's based on your morals your beliefs but you're basically being like a delusional person if you think that everything is good 
everything is perfect, which is not, which the reality is there's more negativity or bad things that's going on to our world, society, everything, than the good things. And how do we balance that? Because, because everything is balanced, right? Balance is life. From my perspective right now, which is 14, and it doesn't matter if it changes in my next four years experience. But if you just, I'm, 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 I'm a supporter for thinking or being conscious to everything, but in an optimistic way. And I actually, I actually want to rephrase optimism because I feel like optimism is the synonym of delusional. If there's another word that I can use, which I can use to describe this word, which is, I, I'm, I'm going to put it in like a phrase rather than the word. It's not a phrase, it's a sentence or some kind of, I don't know English, which is look at the, look at the bright side. Look at the half, the half filled cup. If a cup is filled half empty and you said, you think that being half empty, it sucks. That's pessimistic. This is some Instagram bullshit thing, but basically um, I can't think of any phrase. So I'm just going to think, I'm, I'm just going to say, think on the bright side. Let's say, Let's give, me, let's give you an, an example. President Trump is about, President Trump almost killed everything in America. That's a bad thing, but there's a lot of supporters that delusionally optimistic and which is the worst thing that could happen, right? Well, if you don't, if you're not, if you're not aware of it, you are fine. You're fine, you can go on every day, but if you're aware of it, it affects you. It doesn't matter. Let, you, let it affect you. And just know that it exists and I'll probably try to do something for it. Try to have your perspective on it. Try to look on bright side to balance out the negative effects that's going through you because good solutions are manifested through optimism, not in a delusional way, but on the bright side way, because if you are pessimistic all the time, you'll deny facts that has been proven wrong because you know, you're pessimistic. But if you believe in luck, if you believe in higher power, it's a way to balance out. I think that's why people believe in higher power because, you know, life is kind of hard. You need something to support something. And I think the person who creates, I don't want to, you know, be religious and stuff, but I'm sorry if this, if this offends you, but I think the person who recognized Jesus, it's smart, it's intelligent. I don't know how you can let Jesus, but I'm not a Christian, so sorry. But basically, if you believe in higher power, that's probably a way to you know have good solutions to, it, to society based on your beliefs and not in a way that's too delusional. And I think the center point of being optimistic and pessimistic is self-awareness. At the end of the day, self-awareness. Being in the middle is always the safest way and it's probably the best way. If you're like Sneeko, I think that, I don't think that what he say actually affects him. I, I don't think he get upset about it naturally or even talk about it or rant about Trump being the West worst president. He just shares ideas and opinions and just have people being aware and actually affect people in a negative way so that it can turn out to be a good way because at the end of the day, the people who could affect it is no longer delusional or no longer unaware of something. So if, if you're, you know, kind of 
If you're optimistic, I'm sorry to tell you, but negativity is always the king right now in our society. So if you are thinking everything is a good thing, thinking that this this free cruise, well, wait till you see the scams, wait till you, it gets through you, then you'll probably move on to all the way to the pessimistic slide, which is going to cause you to be unhappy and stuff. If you live your life unhappy, if you live your life just being pessimistic, what's it like, like there's no fuel anymore to live. And that's why I think people actually have suicidal thoughts because they don't think anything would help, which is the truth. But if you can just be a bit delusional, sometimes you can have a longer life, more experience and live and live better, not better, but you know, just a little less crazy about it. Just be self-aware, think, have perspectives, have your own perspective and listen to other perspectives. And at the end of the day, when you don't, when you listen to someone and they have, they are speaking on your opinions, don't just listen to them. Don't be, don't be such a judge or lawyer in front of a person trying to share his opinions because most people do the same thing now, nowadays. Most people just want to speak for themselves. Why not just listen? If Sneeko says that ignorance is a bliss, why not just acknowledge that it's a bliss? Believe that. Believe him. Don't speak. Just listen. Don't speak. Believe him. Then you feel it. Then you feel where it's coming from. And self-awarely, self-awarely, remember to bring you bring yourself out of this pessimistic way of thinking if you're feeling it. If you're if you if you think that you're pessimistic, try to be delusional. If you think you're too delusional, try to be pessimistic. That's balance. And it's not all it's not all that easy, you know. Life is not just one word. Life is not just being pessimistic or optimistic. But but yeah. So this is just an idea. This is my thoughts. And this podcast is specifically for just sensitive and polarizing opinions being shared on on, on online towards just one people, I guess. I am aware that it's gonna this it's gonna be judged if this if I ever get big. So that probably suck. I hope this actually don't affect my freaking career, bro. If someone's going to cancel me based on this podcast, it would be insane because I have probably deja vu that thing right now, right this second. And if you actually one more thing, if you wanted to share opinions as a balance for the pessimistic and optimistic view is to provide a problem and a solution. Nobody can actually provide a solution on how time travel, but they can have a theory which helps. A solution is always the hardest part of giving an opinion because nobody really gives a solution because it's hard. It's easier to just show the problem and let someone else to solve it. Solving it is just, no, boring. Nobody wanted, I think most people want to hear problems that they can't solve. And hearing, especially in today's society, when news are all over the place, headlines, they just want to hear all the problems. You know, it's because it's, it's more fun. You want to see something bad happen. You want to see Ellen DeGeneres getting canceled. I think he just, I think she just announced that she's gonna stop, stop the show. Jesus, I think that's just, I don't know. I saw a headline, but go check it out yourself. I think that's 
probably her fate. Ah, oh, that's so sad. If she actually have her show canceled, I think it's just the point where she started to move on on something else. There's always something else because if you don't bring an end to it, it's gonna bring it out to your to you straight up. Let me just put some more, just a, a little bit more ideas before before I end the podcast. So um, if you keep up with my stuff, I have always said that I want to move to America. I want to, I want to do that. Do this. I think I think this this episode will be after the American Dream podcast because I think the American Dream podcast is not that good right now. That's why I skip it and you know record this one right now. But this one will be a podcast a week later than this one. In context, I have not talked about the American Dream yet. But if you keep up with me, I always say that oh, I want to move to America. I want to. Move to LA, and 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 the reality is LA is full of people that's on the headline. It's fake influencers, cloud chasers, and um, this and that fake environment. Some people actually, I I don't know yet, but some people think it's true. Some people, based on what they what what they heard, they think it's true. But somebody it could, it could be just this random people who just moved to Los Angeles and act like 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 a native and just talk about this kind of stuff when they are not actually born in or have lived in LA for 10 years or more and even if someone has lived in LA for 10 years it doesn't guarantee that they have look the whole thing and that's why I am persist persisting on believing in this thing as a way to delusion delusional myself so that I can think big think outside the box but also in the same time, being aware of what's up, listening to people th- talking bad about Los Angeles is is nice. But where's the solution? That sucks, right? Because for me, uh, it's consciously five percent chance that I'm going to, I uh, just one percent, one percent, and I'm going to have my freaking whole brand right now to support the the premise of one percent, to support the idea of being the one percent. To believing in that one percent that something will happen. This is probably only one percent that I can be able to move to America, or Los Angeles, or anywhere. Because um, realistically, in my country, I need good qualification, good education, wealthy, and which I have never, I have currently not qualified any of it, and it's barely possible. I have not reached any of the requirements from from a, a, a perspective that that's around my environment um, in my environment in my social circle everyone is talking about everyone's saying that you know to move out of the country it takes a lot and it's from a perspective where someone has not achieved that thing yet in a way that can be useful and not useful because I don't know how would that how would my experience be if I have not experienced it and if I have experienced it how would I tell it? Would I just tell people to just start a YouTube channel and hope you can make big? That's delusional. And people are going to think in a delusionally optimistic way that you're going to move to LA in the next two years. No, of course, I'm not going to move to LA that quick. Of course, I probably will never move to LA. Or probably I can get something better than, than LA. 
Nobody knows. It's probably a fate thing. That's why I believe in fate somehow, delusionally. But yeah, two percent, one percent chance, man. I am not wealthy. I am not. I'm not wealthy. I'm not smart. I am not even close. Close to smart. I've seen a lot of smart people. I met a lot of smart kids at school. Not my current school, but my previous school. Um, I don't know. I, I, it just fascinates me that they're smart because. I am always analyzing how people, and li I'm just listening, I'm just a, like a listener. I'm listening to how people live themselves. And having a teacher that's somehow, that from appearance looks like, having a teacher that looks depressed makes me think. Makes me think a lot. It can be an optimistic and a delusional way. Optimistic or pessimistic way. <sighs> oh man, I don't want to leave this podcast. Uh, I recommend you to check out the, the previous which is the which is titled American Dream or something, where I talk about the American Dream, how is it how is it polluted and stuff. I recommend to hear that because I'm I'm gonna write that later on, and that will be a better explanation on my situation on why I cannot I probably would never move to America. Yeah, and how how how, is that, how does it look like from a perspective that's outside of America. Because glamour is a thing. Okay, whatever, man. I feel so sorry for having you so long. This whole podcast, this whole, this whole podcast series thing, it's, it means a lot to me. And if I ever got successful in this thing, which is successful in my plans, I hope this would help my future self to explain to some people who are dreaming to be someone like me in the future to show that anything can be truth and anything can everything happens for a reason and if in the next four years somehow i become famous i hope you listen to this listen to this in a non-biased way and just listen and leave it and believe it and feel it and feel the emotion through this thing i i can't i can't act so i i can't spread emotions believe 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 it and then after this podcast Think about it again and don't comment or don't have your, don't try to put your opinions on my opinions because it doesn't matter when you're the listener. When you're, when you're a listener, you be the listener. When you're a speaker, you be the speaker. You always have a role. I hope this got you thinking in your, your current life right now, in your whole situation, um, especially during COVID. Uh, I want to especially bring awareness to the current COVID situation on America because teenagers or kids or students are now going back to school and COVID cases are spiking, bad thing. I would, I don't know how, how if you're compulsory, if you have to go to school, but I hope you don't because COVID is no chill that Trump is, Trump happened for a reason. Trump is born for a reason. Trump become the president for a reason, but I wish you the best of luck listen to your intuition and hope you make good TikToks and hope TikTok is not going to die if you love it. Shower is over. Today's session ends here. Next week, we'll be talking about, I've not written next week's podcast, but the rough idea, the rough idea will be taking risk and all my podcasts will be just related to something that, that I'm experiencing at the moment. Remember to go check me out on, on YouTube, subscribe to my YouTube channel on Craig K. Follow me on TikTok, Instagram at TikTok18, no, at Craig K18. Follow me on Twitter or tweet me at Craig K Pope. 
which is P-O-P-E. Today's a rough podcast, but go out and start manifesting your ideas.